Hello and welcome to Keep Right On, a Birmingham City podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. I'm Brian Dick and I'm joined here as ever uh, by my friend and colleague and blues reporter, Alex Smilebex, calling my friend. <laughs> Alex Dickin. Um, hi Alex, how are you doing? I'm doing great now, no, I'm your friend Brian. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, obviously we are we're recording this the day after the uh, the night before. The night before being um, the open house event, uh, which Birmingham City held at St Andrews, uh, to which um, around a hundred uh, fans were invited, and it was really a a lifting of the lid in classic journalist speak. Um, appear behind the curtain, I guess, of the work that's been done by Knighthead in the first sort of three or four months of their, of their ownership at Blues. Um, many of you might not realise that, um, that Alex actually had a, a sit-down audience with Gary Cook on Monday morning. Uh, yeah, it was Monday morning, wasn't it, Alex? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, uh, and the Blues chief executive uh, spoke through uh, many of the issues that were that were highlighted last night as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just on a general note about that, before we get into the specifics, which we'll we will talk about, we'll we'll, we'll talk about the um, the alliance, which is um, which is the hospitality suite that's been set up. We'll talk about uh, new kit deals. We'll talk about Wayne Rooney. We'll also talk about the Blues manifesto, and most interestingly to me, I think um, we'll address the situation with St Andrews. But yeah, Alex, why don't you um, start us off uh, with? With, with meeting Gary Cook at St Andrews and, and, and how that went. Yeah, so, I mean, Richard Wilford from BBC WNR were invited down uh, to speak to him in kind of preparation for the open house, really, and kind of asked some of the questions about, you know, different things, different topics that are of concern to us all. Um, you know, we were there from about quarter to 11 on Monday morning and Gary Cook came down to uh, to meet us in the lobby. I must say, a new and improved kind of reception at St Andrews. I think the last time I went would have been a few years before, um, and it was vastly different. Um, Cook did actually give us a little story about the uh, the reception. You know, it's not long been finished, had not long been finished when Tom Wagner and Tom Brady came over for that game against Leeds United in in August, and he had to kind of rush them up the stairs to the, to the nice surroundings, so they didn't see the mess that was being uh, that was being worked on downstairs. But now it looks really nice. Um, you know, he sat down there for, for 10 minutes or so talking about various different things um, and uh, the before before going upstairs. And, um, you know, the feeling of, of Cook being a fan came over when we walked up the stairs and, he, you know, there were some Birmingham Mail cuttings of games from yesteryear. And he, he had a look at them and was talking about the first game he went to, I think he said, against Hull back in 1972. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's how it kind of all started, and then we went over to the into the alliance where where the interview and, and chat was held. Um, very very impressive room. I know some of the supporters who went to the open house were were obviously went in there for a little bit as well, and um, it's the room they're using to uh, to host corporate clients and potential partners. Um, very impressive, Brian. I'm not sure I'd be, I'd be able to afford a ticket to go in there, but it's uh, it's nice and uh, a nice show of where the club's going. I think. I'm not sure you'd be able to, to get a ticket, even if you could afford it. It seems from information yeah. uh, coming out last night that you know they they've sold, they're selling out of corporate hospitality. Mm. Uh, now that that may not have been immediately apparent when you you look at the St Andrews lower tiers being the most open they've been for three years at, against Sheffield Wednesday and then not being massively full. 
that that does seem to be they do seem to be getting some success on on the commercial side and you know maybe we'll come in a little come in a little bit to talk about the emphasis on revenue that that just seeps through every sentence that uh, that Gary yeah. Cook says um but yeah uh yeah it the the improvements i mean they're they're clear to see aren't they and and those those are only the ones that we can see you know last night i think for the for the open house peak fans did get to see a little bit as i said behind the curtain and i think a figure that came out was that they'd already spend about 20 million on on improving stuff things at st andrews on improving things in henley on improving things um at wast hills uh so Tom Wagner's phrase was was all in, wasn't it? And it does seem that they they are putting their mouth where they're uh, where they're putting their money where their mouth is. Um, so yeah, um, I believe Gary Cook spoke to you about a Blues manifesto. Is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about that, please? Yeah, we watched the video, and I believe that um, it was a three minute video, and I believe they played it to the people who attended last night. Um, it's an interesting one, really. It's very impressive, you know, kind of looks at where the club wants to go with various people, you know, Tom Wagner, Gary Cook, Craig Gardner, Lukas Djukovic, all star in this video, but also a lot of fans star in this video. You know, there's a, there's a real kind of uh, Birmingham undertone to it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it really resonated with me that it actually fits what this club is all about, that it's, you know, it's working class. Gary Cook acknowledged that himself. He also acknowledged, which we might come on to a little bit later, that they got the ticket price and for that Sheffield Wednesday game wrong. Um, which was actually good to hear from him, having listened to fans. Um, but the manifesto was three minutes long, you know, really nice video. And uh, we, you know, we touched on it, you know, will you be putting this on your social channels? And he, he did say that um, at the moment, they're probably not brave enough to do that. And it's about being braver because, you know, this is a it's a really grand, nice video. But, you know, they the, the feeling probably is if they put it on social, that people might take the mick out of them. You know, but I think they probably should because, you know, if they are, if this is a new Birmingham, I think one of the slogans of Birmingham is, you know, be be bold, be Birmingham. Well, putting something like that out, you know, if that's the direction the club wants to head in, then why why not shout about it? You know, ultimately, there are loads of people in this game who will, will knock you down and fans will laugh at you and you become social media memes and things. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Later on in the season, some of our predictions on this on this podcast will probably come back to haunt us and we get taken the taken the out of. But um, I didn't swear. Then you see, Brian, <laughs> very classy. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, why not shout about it? That's that's the uh, the thing I, I'd probably say to Gary Cook if he's saying, you know, we're not quite brave enough to put it out yet. But why not? Why not put it out there? Uh, listen, I think the, uh, the the risk they run, as you say, is is being pilloried or uh, being yeah. memed, being memed at some point, uh, and doing it against a backdrop when you know there's one win in six games. Uh, I, I suspect they'll be feeling a little bit braver when, when, if, when, whichever it is, Rooney um, manages to pick up more wins and and things seem to be progressing in terms of results and performances on the field um but yeah one, one thing that's interesting to me that was mentioned was uh that there was a big emphasis i think it was gary cook that said it was about that yes it's the first team and and, and everyone judges the success of nighthead and the direction of birmingham city by the outcome of a first team football match on a saturday or a tuesday or a wednesday uh, but he said it's 
Birmingham City is about more than that. It's it's about it's about yes the first team, but it's also about the women's team. It's also about the academy. It's also about the the community work. It's it's also about the the whole the whole the holistic thing. You know everything that comes under the the umbrella of, of Birmingham City, and and those do all seem to be improving. To be fair, the one the one that seems just to, just to be a few steps behind at the moment. Uh, does seem to be results and performances mm. of, of the first team, but that is clearly the most difficult. It's that those those are the those are the hardest wins, aren't they? You know the the, the perform because you've you've actually got someone trying to stop you. You've got Sheffield Wednesday trying to stop you mm. winning. You've got Blackburn on on Wednesday night trying to stop you making progress with with the other with the other areas. The investment, you know, it, it's you. It's basically what you put into it. So, listen, the club will always be judged by, and, and Knighthead's success will always be judged by by how Wayne Rooney or, or whoever is overseeing the first team does. Um, but they are right in what they say. It is about much more than that. Um, and much more than that, key to much more than that, or indeed, the, the key to everything is this revenue thing, isn't it, Alex? We, 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 we mentioned it earlier. Um but uh, some of Gary Cook's information, uh, the correlation between how much money you raise and where you finish in the league, I mean, it is, if we accept those stats, and I'm inclined to, it's clear as clear as day, isn't it? That if you make more money, you have more money to spend on players and therefore you do better, better in the league. And part of that revenue, I think, is with the with the Nike deal. Is that right? What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so um, there's, there's obviously been a, a real problem with the... Uh, the kind of kit supply since since they arrived in the summer with with the new ownership and the buzz that it created there was obviously a greater demand for, for kit and, and Birmingham City products in the club shop and they simply couldn't supply you know couldn't meet the demand so um they've gone back you know they went back to to Nike and created the uh the third kit the black third kit which has obviously gone down a treat as well with fans and um there's there's now talks over a new deal which will uh, see Blues move up the pecking order slightly because you know that clubs normally in the Championship when they're sponsored by Nike kind of get the generic same style kit and you know Nike as a massive sport sports brand don't really put the same effort into a Championship club as they would with you know one of the big clubs around the world like a Barcelona or something um, but you know apparently Blues are going to move up the the scale slightly so they're not going to be kind of bottom of the, the pecking order anymore they're going to move on to a I don't know, a, a, a Galatasaray level, you know, is, is what I've kind of been led to believe where there are products that are made specifically for them and they're going to get like a special privileges and, and you know, little little perks through through having this sponsorship, uh, this partnership deal with Nike. Uh, you know, you can guess, you can hazard a guess that Gary Cook's had a decent say in it, given that he... He worked quite high up at Nike for a, for a long period of time. You know, the likes of Michael Jordan, he told me various stories about him yesterday and also Michael Johnson, the great American sprinter. Um, so, so yeah, Blues seem to be benefiting from from his contact space there. Um, but it, it looks like it'll be it'll be good for Blues on, on paper. I mean, I know there's that there's a Nike shop opening in Birmingham, isn't there? So uh, I think you can probably work on the assumption that there'll be a fair amount of Birmingham City kit in there as well in the long term. Right. And you know the 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 big issues with with kits is is the bad is the badge stitched on or is it sewn in or you know is it is it off is it sort of just a template or or is it specifically 
you know made for Birmingham City we're, we're going to see improvements in that in that direction it's going to be a better product is it I think that's that's the impression I'm, I'm being led to believe um so so yeah hopefully it will be better and there'll be not just the shirt uh I think there'll be other things alongside that. You know, we've seen yeah. we've seen how popular the KRO Nike tees have been this season. Um, the hats, which are obviously being uh, branded by Undefeated, um, but it all kind of fits into that kind of um, collaboration with Undefeated as well, doesn't it? You know, they're they're massively into Nike and, and resell resell reselling Nike products. So so yeah, it's a it's an exciting deal if it does give Blues, you know, a better you know better options than what they've been having because I think one of the main issues under the previous ownership was that the kit deal didn't really suit supporters that well. But um that seems to yeah. be something the new the new owners are quite big on. Um and obviously if they're big on it and it works, some more supporters will buy kit and product and that's more money for the club. That's a revenue stream, isn't it? Exactly that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You 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 referenced earlier in, in our chat, Alex, the ticket ticketing policy. Mm. Uh the pri- ticket pricing policy, sorry, for for the Sheffield Wednesday game. Now, yes, I think it was the second biggest attendance. Is that is that right this season? Yeah. Um, but it, it would have been fantastic to to have seen those those lower tiers more populated. Um, but we under, we we absolutely understand all the reason all the reasons why. You know, Christmas is coming up. There it, there is a cost of living situation going on. Ticket tickets tickets are very very expensive. What did Gary Cook to say to you about those Sheffield Wednesday tickets? He did acknowledge it before we start. Before we started the uh, actual interview, he said, "You know, we made a mistake on the the ticket price, and and they did come out on Black Friday, didn't they, and say that if you buy a ticket for Sheffield Wednesday, you'll get reduced for Rotherham and the Leicester games. Yeah. I think Leicester for a, for a seat in the cop uh, for one particular seat in the cop, it would cost like forty pounds. That's that's a lot of money." For a game that's on for a game that's on TV, I don't think just before Christmas as well, like days before Christmas. Yeah, I mean yeah. for the Rotherham game, there are tickets. I think thirty in excess of thirty-five pounds in that in that particular area. Um, it was it was similar for the Sheffield Wednesday game, so it is pricey. Um, speaking to Gary Cook about this yesterday, he he understood that, um, and I, I I now hope that because you know he said they've listened to fans, they've had a lot of meetings about it. That they can come up with some kind of some more initiatives that make it, you know, reasonable. I think you, if it worked out, if you bought a ticket for the Sheffield Wednesday game and got the deal they gave on Black Friday, that you get fifty pound three three games fifty pounds. Right. Now that that's far more realistic, isn't it? You know, we look at kind yeah. of twenty pound being the benchmark. Very few Championship clubs go to that now. Um, I think I saw Stoke City were a good example of doing it for twenty five pound for adults. Um, and yeah. there are initiatives there for students and obviously under 18s, under 16s. I think that's another key area. The student offering needs to be good, I think. Gary yeah. Cook made a, made a big point um, when we were speaking about, you know, new fans and creating new fans. That there are 88,000 students in Birmingham, you know, in, at various universities that, that are probably without a football team. Can they create something that makes, makes those, you know, students 18, 21s come to St Andrews on a Saturday afternoon? Um, but to do that, you know, I was a student once, you were a student once, you don't spend an awful lot of money, you know, on things like that, do you? So you want yeah. it to be you want it to be affordable. That's that's the key thing. I think it has to be affordable. There can't be, you know, blues aren't selling out, they can't be pricing people out of, of coming to St Andrews on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, indeed. Uh, and whilst it's it's much easier to sell a, a ticket to a football match you're likely to win, isn't it? 
it, it's 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 a harder sell if if the team isn't maybe doing so well on the pitch. So therefore, you need to provide other things around it. And and I think you know they are look they are looking at things like fan parks, aren't they? And 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 as soon as they've come in, to be fair, they've talked about the match day experience, which does seem a bit better it's still some way short of some of the best that you can get in 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 football certainly some way short of world class isn't it but acknowledging it and putting strategies in place to do it it, it you know it's, it's a it's a step in the right direction and just as a general point before we go on gary cook you, you sometimes wonder what he's trying to sell you don't you i, I do you know i we see Tom Tom Wagner Tom Wagner's videos, and you think, yeah, there's a man I go to war with, Gary Cook. You know, mate, I feel a little bit more skeptical about Gary Cook, but to to give him his credit, we've now seen him as many times in three or four months as we pretty much saw Zhuang Dong Ren mm. in all the years that he was at the club. So, you know, whilst we'd love we'd love our own sit down interview with Gary Cook for 20 minutes or half an hour and you can ask any question to be fair to him he is he is fronting up he is taking questions and you know it's not about what we'd like he is he is communicating with supporters way better and way more frequently than than the predecessors so I, I suppose we whether we like what he, what he says or believe what he says or whatever you know then I have to have to admit as regards being open and transparent, they, they, it's a very, very good start, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's the key thing he pointed out yesterday, that the last ownership group weren't open at all, didn't communicate with supporters. And it's an easy win, isn't it, straight away? If you, if you do that and you you know keep fans informed of your plans for their club. Um, and I think Knight had done that brilliantly. Uh, yeah. Doing the open house, pledging to the open house four times a year is a big, big thing. Um, giving people that kind of intimate insight into into the way a football club is run and the plans they have. I mean, how many supporters can say that they've they've watched Wayne Rooney put on a little tactics masterclass, you know, via video yeah. screen? That's that's a very unique thing that they've done. Um, and it takes supporters inside the journey. Um, and yeah, that's, that's an impressive, it's commendable, to be fair. I'm, I, I really respect that. Um, you know, going back to Cook, uh, you know, he did mention that he wants to... You know, sit down potentially more often and keep keep supporters informed, which is 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 again a very good thing. Um, he also said that you know we're not immune from criticism. He understands some of the criticism that's directed at them over the last uh, month or two, based on the managerial change and what's followed. Mm. Um, but you know, I think um, he's very bold. He's very brave, and he obviously stands by that decision. And and only time will tell whether it's the right one. But um, you know, I think we can be excited about what Birmingham City are doing and what these owners have planned. Now, what's not... They've been very clear on, on, on a certain, certain... on many, many issues. What they've not actually been absolutely precise and nailed their colours to the mast about is St Andrews. Mm. Uh, now, they've talked about St Andrews an awful lot. You know, I'm not saying that they're, they're dodging or ducking the issue. They, they do talk about St Andrews. They are making improvements to St Andrews. We can see it. The, you know the, the the lower tiers are open and and there's there's loads of other stuff going on at St Andrews, but they have you, you know if you, if you piece together the the clues of what they've put down the, the pieces they've laid for the jigsaw about whether they see a future at St Andrews, what are you what, what picture does that does that guide you towards, Alex? It's, I, I think it's difficult. Um, 
for example, Tom Wagner said it's a 10-year plan. Um, Gary Cook also mentioned in our interview, you know, about, you know, will we be at St Andrews in 10 years? You know, can't, don't know for sure yet. Um, so 10 years is a bit of a number here. Um, and I, I, I'd be surprised if, if Birmingham City, given where these new owners want to take the club, are still playing at St Andrews uh, in 10 years' time. Because yeah. just mainly because of the, the transport and the size of the, the plot. Um, so I left the, the stadium after the Sheffield Wednesday game at 10 to 7. Um, so I was, I, you know, walking over to the main road, going to, going to drive home. And the traffic going down Garrison Lane, horrendous. Yeah. Like yeah. really, really bad. You know, going into Birmingham City Centre, which is where most of us kind of head to go towards the motorways after the game. It really, you know, some people didn't get home in three hours. Another a journalist colleague of ours didn't get home for three hours. That was crazy. Did you um, live in Inverness? <laughs> so what's? Did you live in Inverness? <laughs> no, I think he lives in Worcester. Um, okay. <laughs> but but it's, 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 it should only be an hour, shouldn't it? And, you know, it's three yeah. hours because the traffic getting out of the ground. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it took me quite a while to get home as well. And even yesterday, going into the stadium, you know half past 10 or whatever at 10 o'clock it was it was mm. it was difficult to get there it's not ideal there's a lot of roadworks going on around the surrounding area and you know there's not the transport system there's not trains not trams that get you there easily um i think it's a real problem getting from birmingham city center to st andrews i've walked it a few times myself um you know it's not really the shortest of walks either um you don't really want to be doing it late at night after a game as well getting back then if you get back you're not going to be able to get a train if you have gone the public transport route yeah so it's the problem it's a big problem um i think that's the main obstacle and also the size of st andrews can you for example gary cook was uh was instrumental in developing the etihad campus for manchester yeah. city can you do that there you absolutely can't you need a plot of land that can fit shops, can fit a hotel, can fit even an academy they've got at Manchester City over the over the expressway. Mm. You know, it really is state of the art. It's the best stadium complex in this country by some distance. Um, and if Blues want, I'm not saying they want that, but if they want something like that where, you know, you can host huge events, huge music events, you know, I don't know, stand-up comedy, that sort of stuff, you know, big-scale events. Oh, there's a there's there's a cheap cheap gag to be had there with a the stand-up comedy line, Alex. But we'll move on. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think you can have that at St Andrews. That's that's my honest opinion. Um, yeah. you, they're going to need a, a not not necessarily a bigger stadium because they're not they're not filling this one at the moment. That's that's the issue. But they need a bigger complex um, because it's going to be more than just football. Yeah, and and there's not filling it at the moment, and what exactly. they're filling in five and ten years time, isn't mm. it? So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, as, as misty-eyed and as we all feel about the old traditional stadiums, you know, it, it doesn't it's, doesn't indicate a modern progressive fo football club, does it? If you know, a lot of a lot of clubs have moved stadium. Probably important to say that nobody has said to me, and I I'll speak for you on this behalf. Nobody at Blues has said to me, "We are definitely leaving St Andrews." This is no. just our this is just our interpretation of, of of the information that's that's been made available to everyone. Uh, have we have we talked enough about the the importance of increasing revenues, Alex? Do you think? Well, well I think another thing I wanted to touch on is they can do things at St Andrews. Um, you know, they they mentioned um, 
the this prospect of, of building a, a fan park. Um, and obviously, most mm. stadiums have a fan park now. Uh, I'm not sure where they put it, but there, I believe they were um, efits type things shown to the supporters at the open house. Um, and I'm told it could, you know, it could host you know excess of a thousand fans, and it's a place for them to go, say three hours before a game, and you know they can go there again two hours after the game. So that's a place to to drive revenue. You've got a thousand people in there, you know, for five hours. Think of the money they're going to spend on on alcohol, on food. Yeah. Um, but also, Gary Cook did mention, you know, it's it's a place for people to just gather, um, you know, be with their friends. You know, he wants the match day experience to be a, the whole package. You know, he wants it to be more than just ninety minutes. He wants it to be from from the moment they leave that a person leaves their door, you know, at seven a.m., eight a.m. on a Saturday morning, to the moment they get home at seven eight p.m. You know, for the whole experience yeah. to be to be enjoyable. And, you know, at the moment with St Andrews, it's probably not that for every fan because there's a there's a few issues. Like, you know, the transport, as I mentioned earlier, there's not the the uh, the fan park, the activities probably around the stadium that the other grounds have. Um, so that they're all things they're looking at. And, um, you know, when it's... I, I, think, I think Birmingham City in the Championship can probably live at St Andrews. I do mm. think it's it's still it's still perfectly adequate for the for this club now in its in its current format. But uh when you get to the Premier League you probably they're gonna want to go from from here, you know, to up here quite quickly. Yeah. And uh that's when you need to, you know, probably gonna need a bigger stadium. When you get to the Premier League. If when <laughs> fantastic confidence. I've been you, sold you, the dream. You've been knight headed right up, haven't you? <laughs> Uh, and why not? You know, we uh, so have I. You know, we've been being um, down at heel for so many years. Why not have some positivity? And you know, if Nighthead have done nothing, then they've at least raised raised some aspirations. Um, has there been much talk of when you spoke to Gary Cook? Was there much talk of Wayne Rooney and 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 how it's going and 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 the process again and the the appointment process again? Anything on that? Yeah, I mean, we we did touch on Wayne Rooney a little bit as well. Um, you know, it's quite clear that Knighthead are behind him for the long term. Um, you know, Cook was has, has been very impressed with his with his coaching acumen. I think um, even from when he was a when he was a player at Manchester United, obviously football understanding. We all know Wayne Rooney was kind of the the perfect footballer in many ways. You know, probably not physically as good as some of his peers. Um, but in terms of, you know, brain, football brain, there weren't any better. Um, so, yeah, he's, Cook's obviously been been drawn to that um, and clearly thinks Wayne Rooney is going to develop into a very good coach. You know, he's at the start of his of his coaching journey um, and he's probably made a couple of mistakes at Birmingham City, but he is, he is learning. Um, and I think the impression I was getting was that he's, he is their long-term man. Um, and, you know, just quickly, there was a little quote that Gary Cook did give. Uh, it's a little painful for a while. It's bound to be. But it's a little painful taking over a football club that's been abandoned for a while until you get it right. And I know we will because I've done this before. Um, so it's 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 a I don't really want to coin too many cliches, uh, but, you know, You've got to trust the process, haven't you? I suppose in this one, <laughs> you have, you have, you know. Well, yeah. Listen, financial. If I've often referred to it as financial gravity, uh, and if Blues do get more revenue and become financially more powerful, 
then eventually that that will have an impact on the on the league position where it's you know again made reference to Gary Cook's correlation between between income I think it was and revenues mm. uh, and where where teams finished in the championship over the last two or three years so yeah they they are right to start with with that point um and to that point uh it's I want to talk a little bit about uh, about Tom Tom Wagner's address at the open house last night, which was broadcast um, on on Blues TV. Um, he mentioned the, the 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 financial support that Wayne Rooney would be given in January, didn't he? Um, what were your what were your big takeaways from that? Your your understanding of what will happen in January? Yeah, just just quickly on that on that Brian on the uh, the revenue point, Tom Wagner made reference to to two points as being key to getting promoted to the Premier League, didn't he? One was increasing revenue so they compete with they can compete yeah. with the teams that drop down from the Premier League and have the parachute payments. Um, and the other is style of football. They were very insistent on this when I when I spoke with Cook yesterday as well about the you know, the teams in this league, Bar Luton, you know, had, that have been getting promoted, uh, the ones that have played. With the ball that have had the ball that have dominated games and that's the route they want to go down because that's the they believe in um you know that's probably why wayne rooney is sitting in the managerial hot seat right now and john use isn't um but yeah going back to the point about transfers he did say tom wagner did say very clearly that you know january is going to be difficult because of profitability and sustainability rules um, yeah. We know that Blues are obviously still in the middle of this financial year. They're still in the middle of the three-year cycle. They aren't going to be able to do a great deal, we don't think, without movement. Um, so if they can get rid of players, then potentially Wayne Rooney could bring two or three in. But, you know, how easy it is to get rid of players who may be on big contracts in January, you know, probably not. Yeah. So, and it's not really about the fees, is it? That, that You know, it's not really no. about selling a, a crown jewel for a big fee. It's, it's about... It's about the wage, the space that the wage takes up in the budget, isn't it? Just to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the thing Wagner then said was that in the summer, there's obviously space for for a transformation um, in terms of what the squad will look like. I think there's 12, 12 senior players. Uh, I say senior, I'm including the likes of Nico Gordon in that, who, uh, mm. who are come off the books at the end of uh, at the end of this season. So. That tells you, you know, you've got players like Scott Hogan, even Sunjic, Lukas Djukovic, who will be out of contract, who are going to be on some of the, the bigger contracts from, from the pre-pandemic days. Um, so, yeah, that's that gives you the space, doesn't it? You're going to have X amount extra per week available to spend on the squad. That gives you the space to yeah. to make a big, big difference in terms of playing, playing personnel. Yeah, and and recruiting to that style that Rooney wants mm. to play as well. You know that, that that's a big thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, with the last point on our list here is Wayne Rooney, Wayne Rooney divulging tactics last night from at, at the open house. Now I know he, he he held sort of a video session with 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 the attendees last last night, didn't he? Mm. Why is that something you want to talk about, or what do you want to highlight there? I touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think it's very interesting. You know, you rarely, even as media, we sometimes do get this access. And I'm hoping to get down to uh, to watch a, a Wayne Rooney session in the coming weeks. Um, but it's very rare that a, a manager will happily stand in front of a room and divulge tactics to supporters or, or journalists. Um, you know, it's 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 something that I can't remember seeing many managers do in the past, if any. Um, 
Not I've had it that. once. Uh, yeah. Last was it last season or the season before? Craig Gardner was most insistent that myself and Richard Wilford and Tom Ross went down to um, to Wast Hills, and uh, John Eustace gave us mm. ran, ran us through a, a video session of, of the shape of the team and what what they were trying to do and and how it was a five in defence and a three in a t- three three with with the ball. Um, but it, it, yeah, I mean, I'm counting. You can count on the fingers of one finger the amount of times that's happened to me in my journalistic career. So you are right; it is very rare, isn't it? Yeah, I think I've had it once with Bruno Large at Wolves as well. But um, yeah. this was this was really impressive. You know, he's he's put four or five points on a board. How they want to play, um, you know, in terms of playing out from the back, play through the thirds, um, and then showed video clips of games from this season that you know things little things that he's liked little things that he's disliked and what should be happening instead you know also videos from training clips you know from the uh the the drone when they uh when they trained at st andrews um a couple of weeks back so so yeah that's refreshing to be honest someone like wayne Rue doing that as well someone who's played at the very highest level in the game uh you don't see many examples of that so i think that's very impressive um and hopefully it's something that carries on in, in future open house as well do you see just finally do you see things that are being worked on have you seen them come to pass or play out on a field on a saturday is is, is it is it changing the, the one the one thing that's really stood out for me so far um i think the best example of it was was saturday's game and i know it's Sheffield wednesday i know there are they're a very poor team in the championship on paper. I think they'll probably improve a little bit under this new coach because I think he's quite decent. Yeah. Um, but second half, after Blues got the goal and you know got over that awful first half performance, and Wayne Rooney clearly had some worse say than at half time, they actually managed to to pen Sheffield Wednesday in into their own final uh, defensive yeah. third. Yeah. And it felt they were like way at the pitch, weren't they? They were camped. Yeah. Even the defense was camped into that into Sheffield Wednesday half, weren't they? They were, and it felt like a matter of time before they got the winning goal. And I think just when, you know, before Rooney made the change to bring Jordan James on into midfield, I think they were just to, just losing their impetus. But that goal, I think, is the best example of, of Rooney ball, if we call it that, that we've seen so far. You know, they had the ball in midfield possession. Jordan James gets on it and quicken the tempo, pass out wide, three passes and Stansfield's running clear. And then all they had, all he had to do was pull the ball back to Jordan James. And to be fair, he showed great composure on the second attempt to take it round the goalkeeper and, and finish it off. But yeah. that's the best example of of the way Wayne Rooney wants to play that I've seen so far. The number of bodies in that attacking mm. third, yeah, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I think you're right. And yes, it was Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but um, yeah, I hope that's a, that's a matter of courage, isn't it? And bravery and players getting forward and 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 picking passes and retaining the ball and not giving it away. But yeah, hopefully then, hopefully then we all know what we're looking for. Um, some, some impressive signs. So I think that wraps it up. Does it Alex? I think it does. Yeah. Hopefully it's been a, we've been, I've been able to articulate myself over the meeting yesterday because I've been trying to remember it all this morning, but yeah, um, it's good that he was able to, uh, to sit down not only with us, but fans as well and, and get the, uh, the vision across. Yeah, indeed. Uh, um, and whilst Alex said, you know, Knighthead and Gary Cook have said there may be some criticism, I think it's, I think we both feel it's absolutely great that they are opening up like this and they're talking to you, they're talking to supporters more importantly, um, you know, and, and everyone's being open and, and they're 
they keep restating their commitment to making this work. So, yeah, big thanks to to Birmingham City and Knighthead for for opening their doors in that way to everybody. So, yeah, that's great. And uh, a big thanks to you all for listening or watching uh, as we're now on YouTube. Um, you can obviously find this podcast and on all the uh, usual platforms, Spotify, um, Apple Pods, and wherever else you get your podcasts, please do uh, follow us and uh, leave a rating. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time and uh, a keep right on from me and a keep right on from me. Thanks, everyone.